My man, we are back with another episode of Chasing Birdies. Here we are. And we, we are in New Year. But so happy New Year to everyone. Twenty twenty two. let's make it a good one, a happy, healthy new year. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Lynx Brewing, so make sure you go check them out at lynxbrewing.com. Also, our Chase and Birdies Blonde Beer is going to be out here in the next uh, week for sale, so uh, make sure you go pick yourself up check some it up. six-packs, Bob. Hey, man, how was your Christmas? How was your holidays? Good? It was great. It was great. You know, I feel like we didn't ones, talk much. Mm-hmm. Um, having little ones uh, definitely makes makes it interesting and a lot of fun so let me clarify yeah i know you had little ones that kept you busy i Mm -hmm. I get all that but you know when i said i feel like i didn't talk to you much it was more like i only talked to you like 10 times a day instead of like 25 times a day yeah so you know i didn't really get to hear too much about your days your your new years your christmas but i Uh hope all is well with you bud everything's good man how was how was your holidays Everything was great. You know, I got to spend some good time with my nieces. They're incredible. They're so sweet. And no, it was just a really, really good Christmas. Great New Year. And I'm excited for 2022 for Chasing Birdies. I think we have so many incredible things in store, not only for us, but for you people out there listening. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of good things coming out here in the future. So stay tuned. But today, look, we've been hitting this country scene a little bit. We get it. You know, like. We got to be diverse, but you know we're just on one right now with these yep, boys. Exactly, Josh Miranda today on the podcast. My man and I are two and zero, as we'll talk about in the uh, in the podcast. But the first round, Colt just didn't show up. We won, uh-huh. and in the second round, we took that ass to pound town. Uh huh. Yeah, so, that was bad. Um, so it was bad. But we also want to let everyone know to make sure to go check out Josh Miranda's new song that's coming out in a week. Yeah, his new single is coming out, and it's called Till the Neon's Gone. Yeah, so this make sure you go go download it, give it a listen. Josh Miranda, he also wrote Somewhere on a Beach with Dirk Bentley, some Jason Aldean songs that you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's roll it right over to our man, Josh Miranda. Hope y'all enjoy this one. As you all know by now, Chasing Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Born. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Born makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to chasingbirdies.com to get some custom chasing birdie gear from Holderness and Born. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's chasingbirdies.com and Holderness and Born at hbgolf.com. Boys, how about this setup, huh? It is pretty good. We're here at Nemecolon, and we got our good friend, Josh Renda. What uh, Am I yeah. the first person to have this setup right now? You actually are. Yeah. You're the first person to be on a Chasing Birdies podcast with video. Is that because I'm super attractive? I don't think I am, but it could, I don't know. I think it's just the, you know. You can't deny the facts. Like, there's cameras involved. Yeah. And cam- you're attracted to cameras, and they're attracted to you, obviously. They add 10 pounds, though. <laughs> if you're watching this, I'm 10 pounds less than what you see. The black helps, man. So what's up, bud? You boys having a good day? We played a little yeah. golf. I'm straight off the course, bro. I still have my cleats on. Oh, no, he's got the kind of, squares. What kind of, what kind of shoes on. you got on there, bud? These are some squares. Um, uh-huh. Shout out to squares. Colt Ford, John Daly for hooking me up with them. These are the uh, American Cancer Society edition, so we're raising money yeah. to uh, kick cancer's ass. Yeah. So go to squares.com. I don't know the website. Yeah. 
Yeah, squares.com and pick yourself up some. And yeah, I mean, I recommend the American Cancer Society one. So you're raising money for a great cause. There but you go. And any, dude, you look good, pink, but it, that it's kind of like the. Um, thanks, bro. I used to work out in high school. You so. played the red tees today too, so that was good. Yeah, well, that's and I still play terrible, but you know, I mean, it's golf. I wouldn't say you played terrible. I mean, I saw you play yesterday. And I saw you play today, and it was like night and day difference. Yeah, and tomorrow, but I know what you're saying. And tomorrow's even gonna be better. In golf, you always know that you have more capabilities to be better. Yeah, man. executing shit's sometimes tough. So that's like that that's music for him too. He probably has days where he feels like he can be better. I guarantee it. I mean, that happens all the time. Uh huh. There's days where you you know show up to a show and you're just tired. Yeah. You still got to go out and do it. There's days where you know first day of a run and you just have all the energy, and then on the you know day eight. Yeah. You I still got to do it. I mean, you give it all you got. But, yeah, we know yeah. how it feels, man. So, Josh, for the listeners out there, Josh is an up and coming artist and already three number one hit songwriter. Why don't in you Nashville. tell? The, why don't you tell them the number ones that you've written? Yeah, so I had um, two for Jason Aldean. One was called "They Don't Know." The other one was called "Girl Like You," and then I wrote "Somewhere on a Beach" for Dirk Bentley. Mm. I was a part of those songs, which is "Somewhere on a Beach," man. That song, "Somewhere on a Beach." I first heard that song when strong. he, my man right here, sends me that song one day, and he's like, "Dude, this is your song," you know, because whatever for whatever reason it was, and I'm like, "Damn, that song is damn good." And the fact that you wrote that, man, that's yeah, thank you. That's yeah, awesome. I wrote that with some of my best buddies, and um, that that like legit changed my life. That song changed my life. Like I oh, wouldn't be yeah. here with y'all doing this. I wouldn't be doing. So what does that do for someone's career? You know, we spoke briefly, but what does that do for your career as a songwriter? And uh, they call you, Dirks calls you and say, hey, bud, we just, we have number one song in the country right now or the world. Walk us through the process to getting to that point. It is extremely difficult, like, especially with your first number one, because the way it works is like, we're in a room, right? I didn't, we, none of us even knew Dirks at this time. Like that was my first song I ever had recorded. And so the chances of that happening, like normally it's like, all right, we're going to send it to an assistant of a manager. And if they like it, they'll send it to the manager. If the manager likes it, they'll send it to the record label. If the record label likes it, they'll work it up, up, up and up. Then the artist will hear it. So it's like, it's super unlikely. So then if it gets that far, then it's what we, it's called a hold. The artist is like, Hey, I want to record that. I'm going to put it on hold. That means that you don't get any money for that, but they're just saying, Hey, I'm going to hold this. Nobody else can have it right now. I'm going to go record my record, you know, whenever. Mm. And then, um, you know, if it gets past the hold stage, then it's recorded. We call that a cut. So then your song gets cut. Well, you know, on a record, there's like 10, 12, 18 songs. So, the chances of getting a single are that much more slim. And so then you get a single. That's insane if you can even get a single. Then once you get a single, you go to radio. Once you go to radio, like, it's then you have to just go up, you just work your way up the chart. And there's really, like, as a songwriter, like, the only job that, like, I can do is write the best song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, once it goes to radio, like, they have radio, like, staffs, like, full teams at record labels that, you know, have different regions for radio people that they know and and stuff like once it goes to radio and stuff like there's nothing i can do i'm just fingers crossed watching the charts so well so could that song have been cut by another artist other than dirks yeah i think this was years ago like floor georgia line had it on hold uh jake owen had it on hold and then we heard that dirks had it on hold and we were like man that's that's kind of crazy but we also like we didn't think about it like it was the perfect follow-up to drunk on a plane Oh, uh, yeah. Like, we never thought about that writing it. Like, that never even crossed our mind. We just had a cool idea, and we're having fun in the studio. When you wrote that song, were you thinking, all right, Dirks is 
prime time for this? Or do you not write a song thinking, hey, this artist is perfect for this song? You just kind of, hey, if they get if they get it, great. And, and the cash flows, right? Yeah, so times have changed for me a little bit. So when I wrote Somewhere on a Beach, I was, like I said, I've never had a song recorded by anybody ever. Like that was my first song ever picked up by anybody. And so at the time, like I wasn't, like I could try, we call it like target writing where it's like, oh, you know, Jason Aldean's looking like, I'm going to try to write Jason Aldean songs. Like at the time, I was just trying to write a cool song with my buddies. We had no idea. Like we never had anybody in mind. We just knew we had a really cool idea, a unique, concept it's like a a fun breakup song like i don't know how many fun breakup breakup songs there are you know what i mean well i know which is why i think it works so well (laughs) (laughs) damn bro all right i wasn't gonna say i wasn't gonna say i wasn't gonna bring anything up you said it anyways continue but yeah man i mean at this point in the game like i've become friends with a lot of the artists and stuff so if i know they're gonna go record an album like i'll just text them and be like hey or her you know whoever it is like, hey, like, what are, you, what are you looking for for your record? Like, is there anything you're missing? If it's later on in the process, are you missing something? You know, if it's new in the process, like, is there anything, like, what do you want this record to be? And then I go in with people very strategically that are also connected with those artists because friends want friends to succeed. Right. And we just try to write Hell the yeah. best song that we can. And even though, like, we're buddies, like, that doesn't mean it's any easier. With some artists, I think it's harder. Well, business because, is business, right? Well, that, and I think, you know, you know, you become friends with like some artists and you know, it's harder to get on their record because they're like, I'm not going to let you on here just because you're my boy. Like you right. got to bring nah, it. You got to bring it, man. Yeah. I mean, you got to write something that's going to be worthy enough for me to put it on my album. Yeah. I mean, there's careers at stake, you know? Uh-huh. So, but so you, you know, kind of like in line with our podcast here in chasing birdies, grew up in Nashville, just outside Anderson, Tennessee. Yeah. Hendersonville. Yeah. Like and 15 Andersonville. North, yeah. And, uh, Music was always in your blood. Yeah, man. I grew up around music. My whole family was from Wisconsin. They moved here. My mom was pregnant. My aunt wanted to be a country singer. So I grew up like literally going to writer's rounds and stuff when I was like five years old. She worked at Logan's Roadhouse and would do like writer's rounds and stuff. And she sang demos and she wanted to be an artist. And I mean, like I just grew up around it. Yeah. So crazy. That is crazy. And then it's like you get to that point in life where like now you got to pick a career. You know, every... That's a, that's yeah. a thing, man. Think about that. How you how, don't go to school for like I'm well, not going to wake up one day out of high school and say I want to go to school for writing songs. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like everybody in you know you grow up in in the whole like perfect scene. Someone's got to have an idea. They got to go to school to be somebody to be something. There's not always that free will of thinking that's provided to people. You know, they're always like under this impression that they have to do these certain steps to get to this level, mm-hmm. and that's really it's actually the exact opposite in my opinion. So, you know, in your case, you're thinking maybe you're going to be an oral surgeon. Yeah. I did music all through high school. I felt like I was like one of the best, like in my town and stuff. And so I was like, this is great. Like I'm going to just be a rock star. Yeah. Audition for the school of music. And Ryan thought the same thing. Uh huh. Yeah. His band. It's not over, bro. We're we're going to bring us back. I said we bring it back. I mean, Hey, my man, Cole, he didn't cut his first single since he was 38. See what I'm saying? I got four years. You got time, bro. Four years is a lot of time, but but yeah, man. I went to high school, did music, went to audition for a school of music in college, didn't get in. So I was like, well, guess that's done. And then um, one of my best friends' dad so was an oral surgeon, oral maxillofacial surgery. I was like, you seem like you got a pretty cool life. Like, can I come shadow you for a week or something when I was in college or about to be in college? And he was like, yeah, of course. Are you interested? And I was like, sure, man. And so I did that, and I was a surgical assistant and. 
finished college with every intent of doing oral maxillofacial surgery, tacked on pre-law just in case that didn't work out and music took off. And, um, now I have tattoos and I get to hang out with guys like you and go golf cool places and play sold out shows and no offense to like oral maxillofacial surgery. That's great. But like, this is way cooler for sure. Well, right. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> you think about both of our careers in life. This is a little more fun than those, but yeah, I can drink on the job doing this. I, you can't do that when you're operating on people. There's no way. Right. Well, it's frowned upon I mean, me. You could. It's very frowned upon. Yo, we met a, we played with a surgeon once and he's like, He's like, you know, in the OR, the only thing I listen to is, like, hardcore rap. Love that. And I'm like, yeah. for real? He's like, yep. cranked it. He's like, I'm doing, like, and he's, like, a big surgeon in Columbus. And he just, that's his ticker. Dude, I mean, that's what one of my good friends and business partners on some other stuff, he's one of the largest plastic surgeons in Florida. And I just left his place to come here, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going back on tour. And he was, like, freaking out. He's like, man, he's like, we got to go to the Chili Peppers. I was like, dude, I'd love to go to Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's like, that's all we listened to in the OR when I was in drama. <laughs> like, when I was working my way up, he's like, we just listened to that's awesome. Red Hot Chili Peppers in the OR. And I was like, so, like, let me get this straight. Like, you were a trauma surgeon, right? Like, yeah, lives are on the line. And he was like, yeah, but, like, that's our job. And he was like, you know, we like to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> my ADHD would kick in, but squirrel. What? <laughs> yeah. There goes, there goes a vein. <laughs> Sorry about that one. Sorry, I got the wrong one. Get back to you on that. You're still waiting for your turkey wrap. So, anyways, we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> You're thinking about it, though. I'm really thinking about that <laughs> uh, that turkey wrap. But were you still writing songs while you were trying to be an oral surgeon? Were you writing songs, or yeah. were you just kind of like, ah, that's on hold, and uh, this is going to work out, and my music soon to be career is over? No, I mean, I would write songs like would be like an organic chemistry and just like messing with lyrics and stuff. And, um, I didn't really go out and party like my, my friends did. I was in a fraternity and stuff and like everybody would go on these trips. Like I met on maybe one spring break, but like every spring break, Christmas break, fall break, I was in the OR on weekends. I was writing songs like during college cause I wanted to be a songwriter. I didn't know what was going to happen. Like I just like doing it. And, um, I told my buddies like that were from college. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you guys went out and partied and I stayed home. You guys like party to music, and I was like, now I write the music you guys party to. That's right. You know, that's, that's right. Badass. So think about that. That's pretty badass. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's life changing. I mean, it, too. it paid I mean, off. Like you know, like there's a lot of sacrifice that happens with this. You know, everybody sees like a lot of like the glitz and glamour and like private flights and tour buses and sold out shows and doing stuff like this and getting to play golf courses. But dude, like, there's a lot of hard work and sacrifice that happens oh my God. behind right. the scenes that people just don't see. You know, damn straight. Again, I'm going to kind of put you in a spot right now. It's going to be a tough question because I know you have a lot of friends out there, and hopefully they all listen. They don't, but whatever. Um, they will. I'll force who, them. Who's your favorite guy to work with in the country music scene? Honestly, whoever has my single right now. Like, that's my... No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's what I jokingly say, though. That's like, actually... I, the, I've been asked before, and they're like... People are like, who's your favorite country artist at the time? And, like, I'd have a single with Jason. I'm like, Jason Aldean's my favorite right now. But, I mean, man, it's super hard to, like, pick a favorite because we're all, like really good friends and you're all you know? trying to accomplish the same goal yeah and we all want each other to win too like in country music i mean you know in other genres like people hate each other and like there's you know shit going on back and forth like country like we're all boys yeah like we're all really good friends like we golf together we go on vacations together mm -hmm. we play call of duty together mm -hmm. you know so it's, it's video games bud oh well, i used to play call of duty at the 2k golf i uh. I, 
I'm all about that. I'm about that life. Way better on that game than in real life, for sure. Yeah. I haven't got, but, dude. Yeah, uh-uh. I've never gotten into video games, but the Call of Duty thing's pretty cool. I and, started getting uh, into them, and then I realized, like, I had to sleep. I have a four-year-old. Yeah. And, like, she doesn't care what time I went to bed. Like, she oh, just likes no. to wake up when she wakes up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, the Call of Duty or 2K until, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., like, with, you know, 6 a.m. wake-up call. And then a full day of work, like it hurt a little bit. So I had to I had to sidebar that for for a minute. So you, you skirted around the question. Okay. <laughs> That's a tough. Favorite question, person it's to a work tough question. with. That's yeah. like asking you who your favorite person to golf with is. Yeah. And obviously it's me, but you I would just, never say that. Dude, I don't really have like a favorite favorite person that I can think of. I mean, are you talking like artist wise or like writer wise, producer wise? Artist wise, like who do you enjoy? Hanging out with most, who you enjoy partying with, going on tour with, whatever it is, who's the guy? Those are all different questions because there's different answers for all of them. But to work with, hmm, let's see, let's see. It's not easy. Dude, I, mean, I told you. It's dude, not this easy. is super hard. I mean, I feel like I write. All right, we, we I can feel like it. I write Al Dean songs pretty good, uh-huh. and he's a great hang. We've we've gone to Top Golf and stuff together, and um, he's super fun to, to hang out with on the road. So I'll I'll go. I'll go Jason for right now. We'll go All Jason. right. So right. Jason Aldean, if you're listening, bud, you're his number one right now. Yeah. I'm sending this to you, so just know that. Yeah, you got an automatic yeah. invite on Chase and Birdies and an invite to Nemecon. For sure. This place is sick, yeah, by so the way. Tell, tell us. Absolutely. So tell the listener, not us. Golly. We invited a friend of yours, Colt Ford, and he was nice enough to introduce us to you. Which yeah. has been great. Yeah, I was like the invite. I like forced myself like in this. Oh, it's yeah, you're, cool yeah, it's shit, fine. Dude. You were third wheel. Love it's it. good. Yeah, I'm third um, wheel. It's fine. It's not a big wheel. deal, you know? <laughs> but uh, so you're coming to Farmington, PA, and we actually told you to bring your wife. And what'd your wife say? Well, she, she declined, and then I've been sending her videos and photos. I'm like, yo, you and our daughter Lily, I'm like, y'all could have been at the zoo. You could have gotten a massage. Relax. They got so much stuff here. Like, there's literally nothing here. Dude, you guys have Jeeps that you can take off-roading mm-hmm. here. Like, there's literally bowling, like, anything. Like, when you're like, oh, man, they have everything. I was like, all right, cool. And then when you showed me around resort, like, both of y'all, I was like, dude, I've never in my life, I didn't even know I wanted that until I saw it, and now I kind of want to do it. Well, that was the problem. I kind of built it up. And normally when somebody builds something up, it's a little bit of a letdown. But I feel yeah. like it was not a letdown for you. No. Um, I'm never leaving, so. dude. Like, they're going to have to just move up here. I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm now based out of Nemecolon. Yeah, well, I mean, well, hey, it's, you heard it here first. That's what I'm talking about, man. We'll put a studio in in for you, and uh, you can write, record. Bash can play it for you. It's perfect. You guys have an airstrip. I mean, you can. We've been very lucky with Nemecol and uh, the opportunity that they've given us to bring people like yourself here and and entertain you and yeah, show off their property because it is something that is spectacular. I mean, you. Look outside. I mean, you can't be here at a better time right now. It's insane. It's, I just walked past an entire, like, multiple bays of golf simulators <laughs> that you can hit into a screen mm-hmm. or outdoors. And then you guys have TrackMan on the range and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a, golf is my one hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, and the cigar bar is not too bad here, too. Oh, we, were, we, we tied one on at the cigar bar last night, boys. Oh, mm-hmm. bud. We did. I got back to our room, and he's like, dude, your teeth are red. They were red. I'm like, yeah, well, we had some delicious vino I, with cigars. I just drank red, which... Wasn't really going to be my play that night, but you know what? He got the bottle. It sounded like a good idea at the time. Got the second bottle. Sounded like a good idea. Sounded like a better idea. We take, it to, the, we take it to the cigar bar. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. Do the thing. A delicious meal. And I got up this morning. Reco- I looked what at was my, that recovery at? 23, red. I was in the red. Yeah, see? I'm like, your, fuck. 
I didn't feel bad though. It wasn't like I was like, you know, I yeah, felt a lot worse. We'll see what it looks like tomorrow. Cause yeah, tonight's gonna be a good night, man. Yeah, last night was an appetizer, bro. You know what That's man? what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we got you through the country music scene. Um yeah. when did the love for this beautiful game of golf begin for you? I've always been interested in golf. Like I didn't really start taking it seriously and like actually playing and be like probably three years ago, I'd say. With buddies, like you go to the driving range and just mm-hmm. swing as hard as you can at a ball. Top golf. And yeah, wonder why it doesn't look like it does on TV and why it's always going right or left right. or straight into the ground or straight up in the air. Yeah, I guess about three years ago. I don't know. I mean, I had a lot of buddies that did it and I was like, man, you know what? This is cool. My grandfather, I mean, he's like my hero. And he was like, you know, the one regret that I didn't do in life was learn how to golf. He's like, it's going to be great for business. It's good for friendships. It's good just for you to decompress if you enjoy it. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's try that. And that's also like with my work and stuff, like if I go hunt, if I go fish, I go sit on a beach, you know, like my mind just goes somewhere. It's constantly going. Like I'm constantly trying to think of a next song idea. Like with golf, that's the only thing that I can do personally. Everybody's got that thing that like I'm removed from work. Like I just want to hit a good golf shot. Yeah. And I have to think about what I'm doing to hit a good golf shot. I'm not thinking about what I have to do immediately as soon as this is over, what I have to get done. What am I going to do next? Like, I just want to hit a good golf shot. Well, and the odds are we probably crossed paths with Bash's uh, illustrious music career, Um, but golf sped it up a little bit, and it brought us together, right? So that's the interesting thing about golf. All walks of life – doesn't matter how good, bad, indifferent yeah, you yeah. are. And you can play it, like, at any age. It, I mean, no, it's, at know. any age, you can be four years old, you can be 70 years old, whatever it is, there are so many relationships developed on the golf course. And in, even in your industry, you know, we were talking about that um, off off air. That's why you play golf. You rub elbows with, with people that you don't necessarily know. Yeah. You're, like, best friend. you got four and a half hours with, with a CEO of a company, and now all of a sudden he's paying you to come play a, a concert at his company retreat or whatever it is. Yeah, and I mean, stuff like that. And it's just a good hang, and, you know, it's, it's good. It's a great bonding. hang. It's good for everything. And, like, you know, there's so many parallels, too, like with golf and life and business and oh, stuff. Dude. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I, just the game of golf is uh, it's incredible. Let's talk about that for a minute here. You said something, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty into my businesses. I'm pretty into business. I would consider myself some type of entrepreneur by trade here. But you yourself, man, you got some birdies you're chasing right now in the business world. Yeah, a lot of birdies, man. You know, you got a little VC venture going with the the Black Sheep Tequila. Yeah, shout out Black Sheep Tequila. Yeah. Well, so, tequila, you ever and, and we got to talk about that. Does it make clothes fall off, though? I mean, because all the other ones I've had. 100%. Kinda. It's, it's actually like, I mean, with consent, like guaranteed. 110%. Yeah, right. but only with consent. So what's you know? up with that? So tell a little bit yeah, about man. that, man. Yeah, so Black Sheep Tequila, man, we got... It's kind of, I would compare it in my mind to like the Pappy Van Winkle of tequila. Like uh, our founder, Jason, he's a great dude. And he started this thing like 20 years ago. He's on record that's saying a, that. Pat. Hey, that's a statement. I mean, it really is. Like, here's my explanation for this, right? Jason Charles, our founder, started this thing 20 years ago with Rodolfo, our other partner that's in Mexico. We're in the highlands of Jalisco. And, you know, they just like tequila. So they started like, let's make our own tequila. So they figured it out, you know. And Rodolfo comes from a long family line of like tequila, like master distillers and stuff. You know, they made it for the big names, chopped up the agave, like made blends for like the, the big dogs. Right? So they were, cho- they were selling the agave they had to other companies. Yeah, we still do. But so, I mean, we have 
a Blanco, a Reposado, and Yeho, extra and Yeho, a 12-year that's not out yet, and we have a 15-year in Yeho that's, like, legit been 15 years in the barrel. You know, like, a lot of other tequila companies will, you know, be like, oh, we have this 15-year, and it's like, well, you took it out of a barrel, like, blended it, put it in something else, and then put it back in, like, this has legit been in the barrel. Like, we have it. It hasn't been touched. So what you're telling me is that that 15-year has not... 15 years ago... 15 years in the barrel. Okay. Sealed. They, in... in what is that? Uh, 2006, it has not been taken out of that barrel and put into something else, or it's not been opened or anything. It's been in that barrel sealed. For 15 years sealed in the barrel. And, you know, with, like, the agave plants, you know, it's like six to eight years of maturity to where you can actually harvest that. So if you really wanted to wow. add that on, I mean, like, That's we just... We, years. We're counting the aging process. We're not counting, like, you know... The actual growth process. No, no, we're not counting the growth process. That's another, you know... At least six years that we that we do, and we double the amount of agave. There's no additive anything. Like it's just pure. If you just drink our tequila, like you don't mix it. That's if it's sick. like I drink it neat, dude, I can hammer that tequila. I'm not hungover the next day because you're not. There's no sugars or there's nothing. It's just agave. It's natural. That's the same everything. thing with cigars too. Like people, you know, that's how I tell if it's a good cigar or not. You taste it. If it's a bad cigar, you taste it the next day. Yeah. And for for me, if you smoke a good cigar, you're not tasting. Shit, the next day. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you just smell like shit. But listen, when I smoke a cigar, my fired. wife makes me get my clothes off. Oh, gonna, okay. Gonna, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what kind no, of podcast no, 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 is this, man? No, no, no. no. I'm Let's in the garage. I'm in the garage <laughs> naked. I'm in the garage naked. I walk through the house. I trip over a Paw Patrol toy, and I mosey onto the couch. But anyways. We're stopping at the couch. We're not going to continue There's for more. nowhere else. Okay. All right. We're, it's a golf me. podcast. This we're, is a golf podcast. We're good. So, uh, life, but that's so cool because so basically it's a, I said 23 because you said 68. I took the max. So we'll say 21 year process that is you grow the agave, you put it in a barrel for 15 years. So this is going to be black sheep's. Pappy Van Winkle. This is the Holy Grail, man. And now, have you when guys it really, decided? When it comes it, out. It's not out yet. But no, So have you kind of decided on a price range, or what are we looking at on the price? I can't I can't disclose because we're still right. we're still in meetings um, well, we can disclose as a team. Here, and uh, there's not a whole lot of us involved, but we're still, we're still in meetings and stuff to figure out, you know, what. But I promise you, like, when it comes out, it's not just going to be a bottle of tequila. It's going to be... An experience. Well, we need. This a is we are selling an experience with yeah. something that nobody else has. So, I'm, and again, I'm so, not. I'm a. We'll buy a bottle. For I'm the not podcast. a marketer or any of that. But show it off. Listen, man, like, we're friends, and uh, we should be drink, drinking uh, black sheep tequila out of this. So maybe we'll talk. I know. I'm gonna send you guys some bottles up. I tell you what, dude. Not I the have, 15, but I mean the other stuff. The 15. You know, like, just send the 15. Dude, it's just, fine, bud. Just send you multiple bottles of the 15. <sighs> yeah. yeah, you got it, bro. For we'll, sure. just, <laughs> we'll share them with people that we like. Yeah. I, I never mean, really was a big tequila drinker until about a year ago. I don't drink it. And now it's like, I'd rather sip on that. It's, um, dude, this well, is, our I'm boys telling you, are like, drinking this, this tequila, and that's what they all say. The first thing they say is, what do they drink? What do you drink again? Casa Azul. He's about to drink black sheep. Okay, I'm about so to drink they, that's what they all sheep. talk about yeah. is that you don't, you're not hungover the next day. No, you're not. No, if, you it's done, if it's done right and you're not mixing, keep like, obviously, if you make a margarita like you're just putting like sugar and shit like that's what's going to give you the hangover right like but if you just drink this i mean our whole thing like the reason we're called black sheep tequila is we're different our whole team like everybody it's like we're different like we're our own individual people that just came together like we're black sheep like you think it's normal to do like what i do it's not normal to do like what we do at, at all like we're like all we we're all normal. black sheep and like that's a good thing yeah you know what i mean like i think it's the black sheep 
in life that make something huge out of themselves and no can doubt, change man. other people's lives, you know? That's what it's about. It's a little bit of an entrepreneur from you. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. that you're not just stopping at songwriting, singing. You're getting involved in some other ventures, which yeah. is really cool because you kind of want to have your hands in some different things in life. Um, and it's important to not just put every, all your eggs in one basket. You, exactly. have, you have a pretty solid foundation in the country music, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's nice to be dabbling with other things. And that's why, again, chasing birdies. I'm chasing a whole lot of birdies, You're chasing man. a lot of yeah. birdies, bud, and, and uh, that's really cool. So kudos to you on that. Yeah, it's fun. I just like to do a bunch of different stuff. I mean, I started a publishing company through the VC group and stuff and signed our first writer, and it's like he's doing really well. And so it's just I like to have my hands like yeah, and different things. Like I get bored if I just do one thing. I'm not like I have to have multiple things going or I go insane. Mm. I have to have multiple things going. I'm not. I but squirrel. What? My ADHD. I'm out. I have to focus on like one thing. And that's why I get at golf. But that, you're focusing but on golf. So, but no, that's, so that's what everybody says to me. How can you be decent at golf and have ADHD as severe as I have it? And I said, think about it. I have to focus for 30 seconds. Yeah. Unless a I fly go goes across your ball, like you're great. And well, that that I'm would be fucked if that know, happens. Man. Well, and then I focus for thirty <laughs> seconds. I hit the ball and I go chase butterflies. I mean, but we were trying to have a butterfly laying on our arm today on the golf course. I was. I mean, what like, are we doing? Not to be weird, but like there was a butterfly just chilling, and it was like right here, and I was just it was just hanging out, and I was like, but it didn't land on me, probably because it was like, bro, this is weird. But I also thought it was weird. But you know, whatever. So for you, back to golf. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite thing about golf, man? That's I just love the game i mean it's like it keeps me coming back like i'd like to be the best in everything that i do i want to be the best in everything that i do i don't care if it's songwriting Mm. i don't care if you want to go back here and go bowling like tequila i'm trying to be the best you know the best bowler in in the damn group like i want to be the best at everything i'm not the best at golf and it keeps me like i just want to get better i want to get better i want to get better it's like a constant well, yeah, anyway, I, put a, I put a putting green in my backyard. Did you? Yeah, like legit. We, we renovated the how whole How long did it take you to put that putting green in? Well, I didn't do it. I mean, our turf people did it. How long how did that take would you say? They were in and out. I mean, they turfed our whole backyard, put a little putting green in, a little chipping area, and it, they were in and out in like three days. So, so it's our, not a big backyard, but I mean, still like. But our boy's been working on a putting green now for like nine months. That's aggressive. Bro. I'm like, what, what are you naming it, bud? <laughs> yeah, can is, are the tea times available? Hey, I love you, B. I love you. I love you. Yo, B, let me get a tea time out there. <laughs> but he's been like, he's been sending us progress pics, man. It's like it's this never is, ending. Yeah, this is very basic, you know, putting green. But we put a pool in, and it's like a we have like a two. So you put a pool in next to it. Yeah. So like oh, if you if, so if you come down our driveway, yeah. under like our deck, it's like a very tall deck is a putting green, and then we have our pool, and then it's like steps that go up. And then there's like a waterfall coming out, but like on the top, it's all turf oh, too. A so waterfall chip, too. Yeah, I chip over the pool onto the putting green. So that's why your short game. We so got damn disaster good. turf, kind of like what we got right here. This top of the line, dude. My yeah. buddy uh, runs synthetic turf, um, Nashville and Florida and a bunch of other places. But I just know him from the Nashville stuff. So he came and hooked it up. That's sick. And it's three, dude, it's three legit, days. man. Three days. We got like a massive, a little little tip of the hat to somewhere on a beach. We have a massive neon sign. On the wall that's like right by the putting green, it says "Drink all day, party all night." So I fire that thing oh, yeah, up you at nighttime. Send me a photo of that. Uh, fire, yeah, fire that thing up at nighttime and hit some neon putts, dude. You know, dude, Nashville. Some music going. 
Nashville is flowing. one of the best oh, cities, so and that's what. Yeah. So I mean, you, have you you've played Troubadour yet? I've not played Troubadour. I played uh, Gaza Ranch out in Idaho, though Discovery Land. It was uh, badass. Oh, dude, I, I played a writers round at Troubadour, and it was tell people what a writers round is because a lot of people don't know. So that's what people don't realize how much goes into a song. Yeah, and so yeah. tell us about a writers round golf retreat. So if we did like a writers round golf retreat, essentially what happens is the writers. You know, we, we want to golf. We want to have some drinks, have some fun, play music for people. So what we did, we just sit like literally like this, three microphones. Everybody has a guitar. You know, you kick it off or you kick it off, whichever end. It's like, hey, you know, I'll be like, my name's Josh. I wrote this song. I normally start out with They Don't Know. I'm like, I wrote this song for Jason Aldean. It's called They Don't Know. It's one of my number ones. And I tell the story behind the song briefly, play the song, and then we just boom, 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 and we just go and go and go and it's like fun like with our buddies and stuff it's like we have multiple number ones so it's like a night full of like radio hits yeah, so, yeah. number it's, ones so it's a yeah. it's a wiener measuring contest kind of i mean if you think about it like that yeah which, yeah well he's always thinking about that shit you know i mean wieners. i don't think about wieners that much but <laughs> whatever you know it's fine i get it dog <laughs> each, lover. to each their own right yeah i mean i'm not <laughs> this is your business bro <laughs> Whatever, man. Just chasing birdies. Amen. Just chasing birdies. He's just chasing birdies. So the, but yeah, so I mean, the birdies, yeah. I really, I'm sorry, the birdies. You the birdies were twisted. non-existent for me today. Yeah. But tomorrow yeah. they're going to be there. Yeah. Bountiful. Well, and you know what? Bountiful. You know what's funny, Amen. too, bud, is that um, you've never won a golf event, but uh, you won one today. <laughs> we did. I you mean, have I, to play. I know. I just walked to the lobby. That's all I had but to do. But you know what? I, feel I didn't like, even have coffee yet, and I just was down there, and there's... Supposed to be four, and there's only three. It was just an immediate mm-hmm. forfeit. I mean, part that's of that's the rules. intimidation factor too. But regardless, whatever. I think um, it was uh, when I used to work out in high school. I think that intimidated the other party. The workout in high school. Comment? I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. it's like man, he probably hits bombs, and I don't. Short games fire. I used up. to work out in high school too. It's carried over. I tell you what, though. <laughs> he, uh, all right, bud. Like <laughs> it's carried over. We get it. You got a gym membership. That's but nice. uh, no, it was a little alarming. If I'm being honest, you know, this morning waking up, getting ready to play this match, and I realized that my partner's. <laughs> Not even gonna play he golf. Wasn't, he wasn't there. But Man. hey, we got a we got a rematch tomorrow. There. It's the real match. It's the match, which is terrifying for y'all. Because at this point, that is gonna be the. I haven't finished eighteen on this course yet, but I will. Yeah, we. we had, I mean, so what? There's like three holes I haven't seen. Like now, yeah, I know, you haven't seen four holes. Yeah, three, four holes. Like I know, ideally, like where do I ideally need to place the ball? Where do I not need to miss? Tomorrow's your day. You damn right. Tomorrow's my That's day. That's the thing. Like some of these tour guys. They never see the course. They get to the course Monday, play the Pro-Am Wednesday, whatever. Thursday, it's go time. I can't imagine. And in just three short days, they can just carve up a freaking course. Well, and, and I can't the thing imagine. that people don't realize on the PGA Tour, and I don't know if you realize this, is um, you know, they show up to the site, and the turf is different every single week. Firmer, softer, different grass. Oh, yeah, you're playing on Joyza, you know, Bermuda. Bet. What yeah, Bermuda, like right. whatever it whatever is. Whatever yeah. it is. So the, the the crazy thing that people don't realize is that they actually change their wedges pretty much every week. The bounce yeah. on the, the degrees, all of that. Uh, think about that. I mean, you can't. I can't change a wedge every night. They're, no. they're so good that they can change that yeah. wedge, that different degree, that different bounce, how they hit the ball based on the turf. Yeah, I have the same the same wedges everywhere I go. <laughs> I mean, oh, dude. it is what it is. We had you know, Aaron like, Dill on here from Titleist. And he's like, dude, you, they, you got to change your wedge if you play however often. Change them wedges. Get get new grooves. Well, and that's why I went to uh, the old Bettinardi wedges, bud. And uh, 
Mm-hmm. They've been good. It's, yeah, it's been good. I should probably get my wedges checked. It's you been. You probably should. It's Gosh. been a while, you know, since I've gotten the wedges. I just we should got get you over to the hive. Yeah, the, the hive at Ben oh, Golf. You'd I mean, love it. My boy over here went through the whole, the whole thing, and uh, I still don't have my putter. Badass. Um, yeah, but sick. Highly interested. Custom yeah. wedges, custom putter, everything. They do a great job over at Bettinardi Golf. So call yeah. me. I don't know which camera to look into, but I'm looking at you right now. Call, call him. Call me. Call him. Short that, game. Is, short game is great. Holderson Bourne. Call him. Call me. I mean, the guy's just looking for some swag. Yeah. I mean, I would give my number right now, well, but there's other people listening. Yeah. But you, you call them, and then they'll give you. You're number. about to drop your first single in January. Yeah, man. So your shit's about to go up. Your stock. Yeah. I'm buying your stock. I dude, I appreciate it. Yeah, sign a sign a record deal, man. How much I gotta pay? Golf with me. I mean, so who wrote it? We'll we'll golf. Did you write it? Yeah, me and two of my buddies. And I mean, they're mega songwriters. Um, It was me, John Knight, and Ashley Gorley wrote my first single. And um, it's honestly, dude, this is my favorite song I've ever written in my entire life. Like a lot, I get asked like a lot of questions, like, "Well, what's your favorite song you've written?" It's like, "Well, dude, I've written, I don't know how many hundreds of songs I've written." Well, you look at your you phone, but like, you got thousands of well, songs. How many ideas. ideas did he steal from us last night? At least fifty. But you uh-huh. have no idea it even happened, bro. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't steal nothing from you. <laughs> I, I don't do that. I mean, if I use something that it was clearly your idea, like just check your mailbox, you'll be fine. But check I mean, your mailbox. It's mailbox money. But oh yeah, the song. Yeah, dude, it's favorite my favorite song. song I've ever written. I mean, it was on hold, which we talked about a hold earlier. Like what that means. It mm-hmm. was on hold for a couple people. For just one reason or another, like it just didn't make the record. Like maybe they had something in that vein and it just didn't didn't work or whatever. So I'm I'm super excited that like that's my song. You know. So is it one song? Is it force? Is it an EP? How how's this rolling out? January is just going to be the first single, so it'll just be the one song. Cool. Are you? There's more Liberty? songs recorded. They're just not out yet. Like that's the one that we're rolling with first. Are you at liberty to say what the song title is? Yeah, it's called "Till the Neon's Gone." Till the Neon's Gone. What inspired it? I mean, man, it's kind of just like a song to my wife, as cheesy as that is. That's good. But yeah, I mean, we just wanted to write That's cool. a good-ass love song that had a tip of the hat to like some older stuff mixed with some new stuff. I mean, that's kind of like what I am, you mm-hmm. know? Like my stuff as an artist, it's me. Like whatever you hear, like that's me. Yeah. I'm not trying to fit into a box. Right. Like you might hear something that's like, man, that kind of sounds traditional. Like the next single is kind of like relevant now. Like the third one is totally different than that. But like, dude, I don't really care. Like mm-hmm. it's me. It's Josh Miranda. If you don't like it, that's fine. Like I don't, I'm not trying oh, to yeah, make you, everybody happy. It's just like, this is my art. This is what I want to do. If you like it, cool. If not, that's totally fine. Yeah, be you. What are you yeah. laughing at over there, bud? I mean, this kid's, he can't wait. What? I'm just laughing. This turkey sandwich get here and he's just looking at it. <laughs> he's, <laughs> that turkey now he's sandwich got, is just staring at me and... Waiting to be eaten, but I am just laughing. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Happy to be what are you here, gonna bro? do with that cigar? It's just looking at you. I'm gonna hit the cigar bar again tonight. I don't know what's my uh, the friend plan and I or... are gonna have one tonight. I actually brought it in here just to chew on it a little bit, That's but cool. I, I haven't done it. So yeah, dude. So like you want to point something else out, bud? No, I got a muffin top. Like, he would he that. would put out point out a turkey sandwich, but <laughs> you can't top. eat that until this is over. Right, I got a muffin top. All right. I have dad bod, but I'm a dad, so it's totally fine. My wife told me I have a muffin top. That's nice. Wow. Real supportive. I tell um, my wife she's stuck with me because we're married, so it's fine. I get mm-hmm. it. You're in. Yeah. So she's in it. Like, <laughs> I'm in it. Like, this is it. This is it. This is, this this is, is it. There's, the rest of your life. there's children involved. Like, you mean you married a guy that has dad bod now, so sorry. Sorry about that. She's super life. fit, too, so I feel terrible. Dude, I mean. It's I, not changing, yeah. though. Like, I'm who I am. I would hope that if I ever get to that point where I can potentially transition into a dad bod that I completely pull the reins and say, no, no way. 
I want you to know that it is a full commitment. Okay. No, and I'm. Just, it's not. Yeah. This isn't like. I feel like I had dad bod at one point, but it wasn't like totally dad bod, but it was trending that way, and I just reeled it back in. But it's really easy to go that way again. I mean, all you got to do is it fucking is. eat. I feel like I need to go the opposite way though when we hit tour. Boy, those are some sick shoes there. My Hayden Flurries. I do like. So those. we're down at Pinehurst, and he's uh, doing a deal with Hayden Flurry. Plays for now the Seattle Kraken uh, NHL. And Hayden comes in with this like Nike like jumpsuit on, but he had these shattered backboards on. And I'm like, dude, those shoes are the sickest. And he's like, yeah, they're the like 2019 Jordan low top shattered backboards. I'm like, four days them. later, they're at the I'm door. I'm buying them like now. Yeah. Got on the internet. I'm like, Brrr. I think I went to like I don't know what's that website called? StockX. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a sneakerhead, dude. Uh-huh. I'll get it. Ripped them. So I love them. Actually, they're comfy too. Like today, playing in the Jordan golf shoes, we discussed this a little bit. They're they are comfy. I don't know if they're as comfy as the squares. There's no free ads on here, bud. These squares are like the most comfortable things I've ever put on my feet. I'm not kidding. Like I'm not just saying that. These are legit, super comfortable. I have to get some squares. I think you do. Like they increase distance too by four yards. I saw. Well, I don't hit it far anyway. I mean, so if they do, like I definitely. I mean, but I'm just like obviously it's a good cause. I wear them. My buddies are involved. I want to wear them, but like comfort wise. I'm not going to wear it if it's not comfortable. Like, you have shoes on your feet for a long time when you're golfing, especially if you're walking. You cowboy know. boot guy, you wear cowboy boots? I did, but, man, I, I, sneakers is my thing, man. If you see me on stage, I have on sneakers. Sneakers. So you I have one pair of cowboy boots. I have, I have multiple boots, multiple pairs. I don't know where they are, but. I have, like, I have a shoe problem. Like, if you go in my closet, I got, like, the top areas boots, and then it goes down. Then we have, like, the dress shoes, and then I have, like, a section of just, like, Yeezys and, like, different colors. I'm, like, OCD with, like, how that works. Ah. So it's, like, color uh-huh. colors, like, in the way, like, they're supposed to be. And then you go, to like, to the Jays. Then we got, like, the off-whites. And so stuff. there's some and black just, sheep in that shoe collection. For sure. You see what I did? Yes. The, yeah, the yeah, Yeezy, like the, uh, I got the Zebras. I got the Zebras, dude. I got, and they're so comfortable. But we're not talking about underwear. Super comfortable. I don't much shoes. Not underwear. You don't got to tell Are everybody. Are talking about again right now? Zebra underwear that you have. Yeah. Like, it's all right. But uh, I don't even wear underwear, for the record. But whatever. You heard it here. You I, heard it I am wearing underwear right, right now. First. Currently, it's happening. So we're sitting here. Uh, yeah, right. We're here uh, with Josh Miranda at Nemecolon, talking a little bit about life. My man's three number one hit songwriter in the country music scene, about to drop his first single. You guys got to give him a follow on Instagram, Josh Miranda. There's yeah. no underscore. We no, got an underscore. J-O-S-H-M-I-R-E-N-D-A. Yeah, so check him out. I, I really think he's got... Your story is so cool. It's If that's it's, not chasing yeah. birdies, then I don't that know That is chasing birdies to yeah. a T. We're chasing it, man. You just got to go all in. You know, if, whatever you want to do if you're listening, if you're like, man, I don't know if I should do that. It's kind of risky. Like, if you honestly think that you have the talent and the ability to do it, then do it. So it Absolutely. Do it. Why would you not? I'm not... You don't want to get at the end of your life and look back and say, man, I wish I would have done that. Uh-huh. So go chase it. Chase it, boys and girls. And we're going to chase this into our tap-in segment here, which is brought to you by Benardi Golf. So Jonathan's basically going to ask you some random questions. That We get a drink for this because we've hung out for a couple days now, so there's no telling what these questions are going to be. He's smiling Uh, right now. Why are you smiling when you're about to ask me these questions? All right, your lowest round of golf and at what course? Um, August, Sweetens Cove, playing with my boy Andy Gilly, shot a 74. Sweetens Cove, did you have the... uh, Did not play from the Reds. Don't ask. I did not play from the Reds. I know you're going to ask. <laughs> Sweetens Cove bourbon. Typical peppy move. Did you play from the Reds? Uh, I did. It's pretty good. I did. You know, when you show up there, it was my first time playing it. They have like a giant whiskey barrel and just a bunch of like, right. I mean, there's a bottle and a bunch of shot glasses. Right. It's magical. Money. It was a moment. All right. Money. Your favorite venue that you've played at? 
I wasn't headlining the show, but Colt Ford, who we mentioned earlier, brought me up to play Dirt Road Anthem in Oregon oh, um, at a festival. It's on my Instagram. I think it's on his Instagram. But it is the cool. Oh, that was the coolest moment I've ever had on stage other than that was actually for like full band stuff. The coolest moment I ever had on stage and coolest venue I've ever played was the Ryman with Dirk Bentley when I came up and sang somewhere on a beach and we won song of the year. That well, was, that was by the far third, the coolest. You just answered the third question. So you I'm, must a, I'm a mind reader, bro. I didn't, I can just read your mind right now. All the right. Thing about turkey well, sandwich. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta transition and that's what we do. We transition to another question since you answered. Well, that what was question. the third question? Just so I, I'm curious. Most memorable moment in your career. Yeah, winning song of the year. I mean, with, again, yeah, for sure. Maybe d- that was huge. <laughs> I don't um, think I'm not going to get Yeah, that was big. Favorite club in the bag? My favorite club in the bag? This is weird, but, like, it's either my five or six iron. Like, I hit it really well. Mm-hmm. Either one. Like, today I hit some pure five iron mm-hmm. shots. You did? I don't know why. Like, yeah. I just, I, I like I like those clubs, man. Or, so, an, or an eight iron's kind of... Shit. You know, I changed. I'm going 8-iron. I can play a lot of different shots than 8-iron. I'm going 8-iron. So, hey, bud, why don't you grab your drink? All right. Well, it's almost empty. All right. Well, it's almost empty. Mine's almost empty. And, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for coming out here. And uh, why don't we send some people off with somewhere on a beach, some lyrics from that. You want to be sipping something strong? Yeah, we want to hear some cut. Let's hear a little cut. Somewhere on a beach. We got to cheers to this. Sipping something strong. Got a new girl, she got it going on. We drink all day, party all night at Nemecolon. Uh-huh. Shout out to Chase and Birdies, man. Thank y'all for having me out. Thanks for coming, bud. Thank you. We appreciate Dude. it. Thank you. Josh, good luck. Let's go chase some birdies, yeah? And let's go get back out there. All right, and we'll see you up here again soon. Perfect. All right, brother. Thanks so much. Thank y'all, man. All right, everyone, that was a fantastic episode from our boy josh miranda again make sure you go download listen to his new song till neon's gone it's gonna be a hit we heard it a couple months ago got a nice little beat to it uh, our boy how much fun was that man dude he loves golf we had a great time hanging in the cigar bar drinking a little wine having a little cigar mm-hmm. playing golf i'm so happy to hear he got his putting green put in, in three days yeah I mean, our boy b cats now it's going on like three years, years. Yeah, we're at three years now for the, the putting green but anyways Josh, a good dude, great songwriter, great artist. So we're thankful to have him on the podcast here at Chasing Birdies. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but Josh and I are 2-0. 2-0, yeah. So, again, thank you to Nemecolon for having Josh up there with us and Colt. It was a blast. Check Nemecolon out at nemecolon.com. You know, they've been very supportive of the Chase and Birdie boys. We've got a lot in store in 2022 with them. And from there, I mean, like Brian said, make sure you check out what's in store for Chase and Birdies and go to our store at chaseandbirdies.co. Get some new swag. And we're going to continue adding new gear to the site. Uh, And then go chasing underscore birdies. Uh, Like us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, Uh, tell everyone about it. Tell them all. Swipe it. Hey, bud, you know what's cool? Our next golf tournament's right around the corner. Pine Needles. And you know what that is? What is that? It's a one-year anniversary of chasing birdies. That's right. So, you know, maybe we'll do something special for that day, huh? Um, yeah, but just let's just pile it on. We'll figure it out. We'll chip it and sip we'll it with something. the chasing birdies blonde uh, while my feet are kicked up at Nemecolon poolside. Amen to that. Amen to that. We're in the Our next sweater. episode, Chasing Birdies, we have Stephen Malbin on the podcast. He's the founder of Malbin Golf. It's really trendy 
progressive golf wear. It was a kind of a unique interview because Mr. Malvin was playing golf at, uh, well, in Virginia somewhere. Kinlock. Kinlock, that's right. So, you know, he was kind of in the middle of his round, literally, while we did this podcast interview, but it's still a good interview. So uh, that'll be the next episode here on Chasing Birdies, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Bud, you got anything else to say to the peeps? Nothing, bud. Go enjoy your ski trip here in a few days and hopefully come back in one piece, eh, bud? Amen, bud. Chip it and sip it. Love Uh y'all. Hey, thank y'all for listening. Have a great day. Thank you to Simpler Media for putting this together and Rachel London for all your social media help. Y'all take care now.